This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, and welcome to the Ozark Season 3 After Show. Our minds are blown, but not as blown as somebody we know. You went there. She Rip. went there. All right, I'm Lauren LaGrasso. I'm here with my amazing co-host. Well, not here, but we're virtually together. Janir and Sean, you guys, overarching thoughts on the episode. If you can even sum it into a sentence, my gosh. I mean, unreal, man. Yeah, they, they again, I mean, explosive ending, you know, staying true to the previous seasons, just leaving us with a what moment. So, yeah, I, so much to talk about. Um, well, I was wrong because Ben is dead. <laughs> uh, I was hoping we were going to get a little more Ben, but uh, they decided to move on with their lives. So, um, yeah, but overall, too, I mean, wow. You know, I remember looking, I'm like, there's not that much time left. How are they going to wrap this up? And of course, they did not. They did not disappoint. So I'm very excited to get into this. Yes. Oh my gosh, I can't even. So the, the two main topics we're going to hit, which everything else trickles down from that, is Ruth and Darlene going off into the distance and getting friendship bracelets together. And also <laughs> Wendy, Helen, Marty, Navarro, that whole thing. That Like, I don't even have like a funny, quippy way to put it. It was just too much going on. So... It starts out with Wendy basically going on a bender in her car in a parking lot, which, hey, we've all been there. Not yeah. really. That's right. not really relatable. <laughs> um, that was interesting. And I was glad that they showed that to show like the mental anguish she was going through. I didn't expect her to go through the mental anguish by herself at the same place where he went off and told somebody that he was about to get killed by Navarro. But uh it was an interesting way to start the episode to see her kind of process and progress of dealing with this grief. Well, I think, yeah. uh, you know, she, uh, she got back to her roots, you know, got back to the Walmart roots, um, you know, being in a parking lot and getting a drink on, you know? Um, so I, I think, you know, I think she needed to take that time. Um, but it, it seemed actually, it was almost like an homage to where they just were. Right. And to, yeah. like to the, the life that she left. Together. Yeah. And, you know, I think that 
it actually made sense for me to see her there. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for me, um, it's, uh, it was interesting because I think it was the, the time that, that lapsed during that, the time she was in the parking lot. I mean, at one moment we started talking to Marty in the day and then the next it's night, she's still in the car drinking, you know, and I was like, man, this, this is obviously as it should, you know, just kind of, kind of hitting her, uh, hitting her hard. And I was wondering if maybe when she went in, I don't know, maybe if it was the second time after she had finished that bottle, I thought maybe the uh, like they might have like a store clerk or someone be like, "Ma'am, like you okay?" You know, because <laughs> she was yeah, obviously. I'm not sure if that was going to happen because of the way they were setting up the shots, but it was interesting. Mm -hmm. What snapped her out was a little boy holding her hand because she realized, yeah. oh, "I have family, I have kids, I need to get back to them," and you know, this was like a nice way to numb the pain for a bit, but I have to face reality. Right. It was. Yep. Was it a little overkill to have the lady literally in the same outfit that Wendy? And that's, was, well, I think that's why he was, you know, like why he grabbed her hand. Yeah, because like you, you have, well, your child's a baby. Tamir, do you have another d child other than your infant? Uh, I do. I have a seven-year-old. Okay, cool. So I feel like I remember actually when I was young, like getting lost from my Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline mom in a store and finding someone who looked like her and like trying to go to her because you're so scared and frantic so I, I thought it made sense but it was a little on the nose I'll give you that Sean but it made sense to me uh, the the shot there was this amazing shot in the beginning in the opening where Marty was standing at the end of the I don't know what you would call is it called an incinerator when someone's Oh, by the, at the cremation place? Yeah, at the cremation place. So yeah. Standing at the end of it, and then you see Ben's body bag, the fire, and Marty's behind it all. I just wow. thought, wow, like cinematography, great moment there. Whoever was the DP really killed it. I was with uh, I was with Sean, though. I was like, up until they, I saw the fire come on, I thought maybe they might be like, when, uh, what's his name, Nelson left, like they might be like, okay, let's get the, you know, I don't know, like you said, that it might have been like a fake fake body or something, you know, but uh, yeah, then when they turned on the fire, I was like, oh, they're really going through with this, so I guess, yeah, totally. <laughs> that's that. Um, so then we also had this big moment with the christening with Navarro and him mm. basically like watching a video of everybody besides his baby that he loves getting murdered. Um, this is another inciting incident because it causes Helen to go down and basically to like further dig herself in with Navarro and take the kids back to America. And also she's trying to set things up so that she can rid them and really rid herself of Marty and Wendy. At this point, when you were watching, what were your thoughts? Did you think that he was going to go through with this and like stick with Helen's plan? That's a good point. Um, I was trying, trying to think. At that point, I was like, wow, Helen's really trying to make some moves here. 
Um, but I guess there was a part of me too that was like, she's being aggressive here. Like this isn't her style to be this aggressive. So she might be overplaying herself, but you know, at the same time, we don't know how Navarro is going to react. You know, he's, I mean, he keeps it so close to the vest that, you know, it's like, I don't know what this guy's thinking. So um, at that point, I, I didn't know what was going on. What about you, Tanera? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm with you, Sean. I was a little, I, I kind of knew, I felt like something was going to happen at that, at the christening. I mean, just the way, the fact that he was watching it on the iPad and just, yeah. it was such a happy moment. And I was like, dude, <laughs> there's just something that I, I feel like, I don't know if I, from previous movies, you know, or something, you're like, it was kind of like the priest and the white doves and everything. And then all of a sudden, just like, people start lighting it up and you're like oh man like maybe they were hoping that he was gonna be there and maybe for that reason that's why he was not there and watching it somewhere else um but yeah like you said in terms of Helen's uh Helen's kind of motives and how she kind of pushed things in high gear I was definitely with you Sean I was just like oh this is not the kind of you know just like behind the scenes like hey you know Matt she's kind of do going uh going out of character you know trying to push for so much or at least like you said we've never seen her be like that and um i don't know her motivation now for for doing that seemed almost more she kept saying like the talking about her client and all this stuff but the fact that she wanted stuff it wasn't for him at all and i think that that's why she met the demise she did in the end hmm. she's acting out of fear Whenever we make choices out of fear, regardless of what the choice is, it's never usually the best choice. Unless it's like, hey, I don't want to walk in front of that bus because it's going to hit me. That's a good choice to make out of fear. When you're making like big life decisions or decisions in business because you're afraid, not because you're thinking of the most logical perspective, you're always going to make the wrong choice. And that's where Helen failed. Mm. I like that. I like that you put that, that spin on it with the uh, working out of fear. You're right. Because that's exactly what she was doing. She she wasn't the cool, calm, collected Helen that we knew mm -hmm. uh, and acting out of character. So I like that, walking out of fear. Because you're right. I, I know every time I've done something out of fear, it's it's never worked. It's right. Always. And I think for someone like Navarro, too, like you said, I mean, for I'm sure he had to have seen like, you know, this is out of character for you. Like all of a sudden you're asking for stuff to be in your name and you want control because maybe he's looking like, well, maybe you're trying to take them out. How do I know you don't? try and do some stuff behind the behind my back to you know take, I mean he's already paranoid about stuff so maybe he was just like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to you know take care of her so right and I think the other difference is that Marty and Wendy never acted from a place of like we want to be in control it was always from a place of true partnership whereas the things that Helen was pushing for kind of seemed like she wanted to be head honcho Hmm. and she also wasn't insulting him as she went al along for the most part so anyway we're gonna get to that but there was lots of kind of looking back on it with hindsight bias lots of foreshadowing uh there was also this scene that was between Wyatt and Ruth which is basically what set up the split between Wendy Ruth and Marty and I mean, there was a great little funny moment in it when Wyatt revealed that Darlene wants him to meet her mom, which was <laughs> a welcome laugh. <laughs> I can't wait to meet this actress. How old is she going to be? Nine That's four. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, how old is the mom? You know, well, like. <laughs> Helen is 64. I think we found out when, when we first were looking at their ages when yeah. 
who declared that they were Harold and Maude Jr. So her mom has to be like, what, at least 84. Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah. Unless she's, married Unless... When she's like 14, which who knows? Um, could be. It could be the old country ways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, but the, that, the real purpose of that scene was to drive Ruth to keep asking questions, to not just accept the bullshit answers that Marty and Wendy were giving her because it was easier and the path of least resistance to keep pushing for Ben's memory and to find out what the hell actually happened. Yeah. So, yeah. I like how, I mean, uh, Wyatt was essentially Ruth's like conciliary there. You know, he was like advising her, like, you know, like we were in the Godfather, like you need to ask questions and think right. about stuff. Like I was like, yeah, Wyatt, you go. <laughs> and hey, Wyatt's a smart dude. And, and I love what he said. If something feels off, it's usually off. And like, right. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. you, we've all had that experience when you, you go against your gut and it never works. So I like that. I, you know, and I love what you just said there, Sean, because the thing about this show is that it brings up so many pertinent life lessons, like, like we've talked about in highly unrelatable situations. But if you distill down what the lessons actually are, there's something to be learned from Ozark. I really no, feel. Definitely. Um, yeah. And then there's this poor Ben. Oh, poor Ben. You know, he... He's he's losing his money because Marty and Wendy told him. Oh, Sam! To. You mean Sam? Oh yeah, Sam. I was about to say, wait a minute! I didn't see oh, that. Not from the dead. He's the. <laughs> I was like, what? No, I meant Sam. Uh, Sam. But poor, poor Sam. I wrote Ben in my notes. But Sam, he, that was so bizarre. He tried to propose with a ring made out of his mother. Oh, bro! You had me before. Then you said the ring out of your mom. That was. <laughs> So and he, too, he was like she'll be wrapped around your finger for life <laughs> uh, yeah that was I was just like come on man you know like especially at a moment like that you know she was all happy and then it was like wait what you know? and then he gets arrested so she's just like he deserved what the hell is going on <laughs> yeah he, he deserved to be arrested for making that ring <laughs> yeah that yeah. That's criminal. That is psycho behavior. And honestly, he needs to get off the streets because we don't need someone like that roaming. Uh, no, no. Right. Between the the ring, the bad gambling, getting arrested. I mean, that's the, yeah. That's the turn with the ring. Keep embezzling money. Keep helping them launder money. I don't care. Don't give someone a ring made of a dead person. At least yeah, that's know of. Right, right. That's, and then try to spin it like, oh, no, but this will be cool, though. Like, no, actually, it's not, you know. <laughs> not cool, bro. Not cool. So Charlie and Helen meet. This is a big plot point because obviously, like, this is the moment when Helen's really starting to flex it and get serious because she wants to get on that casino license. <laughs> We've got the lovely image of Tamir back. <laughs> Near you went into your like little suit picture image again. Oh, you're getting back. You're back now, but you were there for a second there. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he can hear us. Tanir, okay. can you hear us? It's all good. Okay, we'll keep going. We'll keep Maybe going. he'll be back at some point. Um. So, yeah, Helen wants to be added to the license. He basically says yes. He he like gave. She gave him some sort of assurance as well. Do you remember what it was, Sean? I remember there was some sort of like 
deal going back and forth. Right. No, I'm trying to remember because I the whole time I was like, what's this guy's name again? I had to look him up and uh, yeah. Charles Wilkes is is the character's name. Um, oh, yeah. There was something in it for him, though. So it wasn't like a totally just like Helen's strong arming him. Oh, yeah. No, it was definitely. But also, I mean, the the biggest thing was it was like a revenge for him because they did him dirty. Him. Right. Yeah. So that was their whole deal. Um with that it was yeah, it was, it was interesting because i was like oh yeah this guy we brought him back quick you know for like yeah. five seconds but um yeah, but yeah no, are... all, all all this was to, to further how how deep helen was going to eliminate wendy and marty essentially so yeah and meanwhile marty tries to reason with mayas and you know tells her what what's going on um like you know says that you don't need to take Sam like he's like small potatoes but she's like I'm not gonna work with you um let's see yeah I really really like the way he he kind of breaks it down for her like you know you're gonna lose your career but hey you'll be right you know like (laughs) this this whole world you want to live in this like idyllic world like it doesn't exist sweetie wrong game to be idyllic like you need to get here's like here's the cartel like Go get them. So I, that I like- an interesting point, though. You know, it's like I think for all of us to live in, like I actually do see the world through rose-colored glasses a lot of the time, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But you also you can be a, a positive person, but you have to acknowledge the hard and difficult and bad parts of life as well. Like, still see the world as positively as you can and be an optimist, but acknowledge that there are also these bad entities and like that you have. To- sometimes at least work around them you know and um another great lesson from leo's arcs yeah uh, I, I fall in more of the marty's world where it's like yeah I, ideally this would be nice but we got to deal with what, what's in front of us and right so that's i'm i'm very I, i'm very logical that way you know uh, my wife is more in your world the rose colored glasses and i gotta kind of <laughs> you gotta bring her back a little like yeah no. come on I think you can live in both worlds. I think you can straddle realism and optimism. Actually, I think that sometimes being realistic is the most optimistic viewpoint because you're trying to give yourself every advantage with the true scenario of what's happening. So I'm slowly changing my views, but I'm still like, you know, living on a cloud a lot of the time. (laughs) Um, So Wendy comes home. Actually, actually it was interesting that you bring it up. Like speaking of Maya, because... I was thinking, I was like, something might go down with her. Nothing went down with her. So I mean, I'm assuming we'll get to see her, you know, next season. You know, she made it through to the, <laughs> yeah. uh, at least, at least the beginning. Who knows? Probably like next season, that'll be like the first scene. Like something goes down. You'll be like, oh, Agent Maya gone. No. <laughs> uh, Wendy comes home. Jonah freaks out. Hmm. And Char- Charlotte tries to reason with him, but he's like, no, this family's screwed. And uh, that was a sad little moment. We'll- yeah, I mean, poor Jonah. He, he, he's a sensitive soul. And he's like Ben, you know, he's, he's not really fit for the world that he's been put into. Uh, you know, he's been, he's been a trooper for most of this, but I think, I think Ben was his breaking point because it was, it was really personal for him. You yeah. know, to also, someone that he finally had identified with, you know, I think I think him and Ben were were boys, and to lose him the way he did, and then of course we later find out 
where he later finds out how it really went. So he's just, you know, he's, he's too sensitive for this world, unfortunately. And it's a tough time for him. I mean, especially like you said, he's being, he's like, what, early teenage years. He first lost, um, what was the, the dude, the old dude who came with the house? Um, Is that his name? Buddy. 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 Yeah, Buddy. was said to be Buddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he lost Buddy. That was like his friend at first. Took him out shooting. They connected. Then he lost him. Ben comes in the picture. He loses him. So anybody, like you said, that Jonah connects to seems to just die off and leave so he's got a rough he's got a rough go but he lost her like she's not here anymore he still never got laid either so i mean there's that (laughs) maybe that's the solution Uh, where's aaron at come on come on aaron he's in chicago yeah (laughs) thank god huh for real could have been messy 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 um but the interesting thing is, and this is maybe a little carrot for next season, she knows. And her mm. mom's dead now. And she knows. Mm. Will Navarro find out that she knows and then hunt her down? Will she come looking for answers from the birds? This could be a little bit of an issue. This is, these are good predictions for next year, next season there. Right. Yeah, it, it, like you said, I could, I'm, I'm really thinking the way they set it up. I mean, that last little shot with... Uh, with uh jonah like literally was a shot you know out the oh, window yeah. and blowing out the window with the shotgun so you know is he gonna i don't i mean i don't know if he could turn against the family or if he's just gonna be so mad with them you know where he goes to someone else or go you know becomes a vigilante i don't know but um maybe he's just like i'm tired of dealing with this mess with you guys and divorces the family i don't know because he seems I like mean, I think he feels like he has no options you know like he thought that he could protect his family but then his family did something that he felt violated him and um i don't i don't know that he'll go out and be a vigilante but maybe he'll really dig into being bad maybe he'll isolate i don't know he's kind of a loose cannon he's all really, kind I mean, of weirdness to him you know with the killing of the animals and everything well, that scene with uh, with Helen, when he busted in with the shotgun, I at first I was like, is he really going to pull the trigger on Helen? I was like, maybe this is how Helen goes out. Then when she said, I'm going to go upstairs, I thought maybe she had like a gun around the corner and she was going to come back and just pump some lead right in Jonah's chin, which I would have been like, man, she's killing a little kid. And then neither of those things happened. So then I was like, oh, you know. Well, they did a good job in that scene, I thought, because they, you know, we thought it might happen, but then the more she talked, and it was that thing of she was right. Like Jonah, you need you know what the truth of this is. I didn't do this. Your mother did this, mm. and you know he kind of just need to go find that out for himself. Um, so I think I, I think that was very well written and well played out. That you know, and also I don't I don't know that Jonah could have pulled a trigger to be honest. No, mm. I don't think so. I really don't. Well, see, that's 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 why I thought it would have been interesting because, like you said, you would have thought like, no way. Like, so if he would have done it, you would have been like, oh, Jonah, you really did. <laughs> but you know, he didn't. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been the most interesting choice. No. I, I mean, what happened was definitely the most interesting choice. Oh yeah, out of like outside, but no, even more so than Helen and and um, not Helen, even more so than Marty and Wendy killing her because oh yeah, you never expect Navarro to kill her um it's a great twist great twist 
so back to what's going on, like Helen's interrogating them, uh, Wendy and, and uh, Marty, like you can tell that it's getting further and further. She's saying that she wants to basically like be a partner in this so she can better manage things for them, but that she doesn't want to be on the casino license. Wendy starts to realize she wants to murder them. Marty's still living in his own world. I was like, no, that's not going to happen. And then during this conversation, they realize, like a little bit later when they're in the office, they, they realize that they need to call Navarro, tell him what happened with Ben. He's like, so whatever, you did what you had to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought that they, they overplayed that too. Like he saw right through it. He's like, why are you really calling me? You know, I was, mm. and then the way he responded, I was like, yeah, that wasn't really the play. Right. And then of course they find out what the real play was you know, was, was to figure out what, how to get the other cartel in trouble. So that, that, uh, that was interesting the way they had to kind of, again, pivot. They're always so good at pivoting. Right. Well, it was also, like you said, especially at the, the timing of everything, the, the fact that they were coming in, like, you know, oh, like you said, if they were trying to play the sympathy card, he's like, look, my family just got shot up too. So I have no, <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm gonna come in like I'm so sorry for your brother. I just lost like five people like in my family or you know, um, like that. So yeah, you're definitely calling the wrong dude for if if I even had a heart at all. Like this is definitely not the time for me to be showing any, you know, towards you guys. So just suck it up and let's, let's what roll. What was required? Yeah, that was exactly. Now, do you think? Do you guys think Navarro already knew about Ben being killed? Maybe, mm. but I'm sure it was you know what? to him. I'm That's just interested because it, it seemed like it was a, obviously they wanted the, she's, Wendy said, I wanted you to hear it from me. And my thought was, I, I would think Helen might've mentioned this, but, but maybe not because it makes them look good. So I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, yeah you know what? I, I, I was thinking about that as they were, when uh, Helen had that conversation with them because she kept saying like, oh, if when she was asking for more control, and she said, like, yeah, just in case so we don't have any more basically like screw ups or anything. So, like you said, I was kind of thinking like, oh, well, maybe maybe she told him, like, hey, this was another another mess up that they had. Actually, there was one thing that I don't know if you guys noticed during that conversation that I found really interesting. And I, it, it was could have been like a super subtle thing was when they were coming down, when Helen was talking to um Navarro and they got to not the bottom of the steps but it was like the steps before there's like a little platform for the stairs turn do you guys notice that she was on the step like below like where Navarro was so she was kind of because you know she's like taller or she was like taller like bigger than him she was actually it seemed like she purposed to go down one to make sure that he was still almost like looking down at her you know that she I was just like I just thought it was kind of like almost still speaking of power plays it's still that like hey, I don't want to make it seem like I'm over him or, you know, because I'm literally I'm physically sure bigger true. than this guy. I'm sure you that's know? true. You know, it's, it's like when there's someone in, in control, if you like make them feel small, a lot of times in any way, they will resent you for it. So I, that's a very astute observation, Tanir. I'm sure that's true. Um, right after this phone call, though, is when the end of the Ruth, Marty, Wendy relationship was. And uh, my favorite quote was... Uh-oh, I already know, I think. You <laughs> fucking bitch wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before, but I want to start using it. Yeah, I, oh. that was a, I was like, what does that mean? I've right. never heard that. 
I almost felt like when they filmed that, if that was just like, hey, just say a name or so, you know, like she probably said, made that up on the spot or like came up with that. Like, cause I was like, like you said, for a, a writer to actually put that in, that seems like something like Ruth would like, be like, I'm a just. A wolf bitch would have made sense because a bitch is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be a wolf bitch, right? But I like bitch wolf. It's like saying shit bird instead of bird shit. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. That was definitely a good one. I appreciated that. <laughs> me does, me does. Um, so yeah, Wendy has this emotional breakdown. We get another like big tender scene between her and Marty. Mm. So nice to see them be nice to each other. Well, it was, it was interesting. It was also funny in that scene. Um, well, when when Ruth came in was to see like Marty back in crisis mode because he's looking at both these women like, oh, Lord, here we go. You know, <laughs> he's like, wait, I'm sure we're saying stuff that we don't mean. And uh, you can tell both of them were like, no, we mean it. You we know? mean all <laughs> so, this. Yeah. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> and he's just like, we're already in this. Now I got to try and handle this. And, you know, she was he's like, look, Ruth, we can we work it out? And she's like, no, I'm out. And he's just probably like, there's another thing I got to deal with, you know, so. Well, I thought it was interesting too. I think I think Wendy was partially right when she says to Ruth, "It was your it's your fault. If he's in the hospital, he's alive." No, it's true. You caused this, Ruth, and I. And it's funny because she didn't really take any of that on. She just mm-hmm. kept saying, "Is that you know?" She kept bringing up her dad, and you know, and then of course Wendy flips it with her uncles, and so it was interesting because I felt like you know Wendy made a good point. You know, if you didn't interfere with this, he's still in the hospital. He ain't happy, but he's alive. Right. No, it was it was definitely like in that argument. It's kind of one of those things when you're like, if you're keeping tally or points, you're like, mm, that is a good point. Yeah. That's a point, you know. And then the other one would say, like you said about the about Wendy, but like, oh nope, that is true though, Ruth. You know, you gotta you gotta chalk that one up. So it was a good back and forth. I mean, they both had valid points. Uh, going forward so that would that would have been a tough debate to score because you're like oof, you guys both came strong with with some facts you know (laughs) yeah I mean even the send-off was interesting as she said goodbye to him she said I appreciate everything you've done with for me but I'm not your daughter Mm. it's a good little burn yeah Um, back to the scene though that we were discussing so it was between Wendy and Marty and um, there's this part that I think we should break down where Wendy says, you were right. And then Marty says, no, you were right. Mm. Do you think either of them really in that moment? And who was right? Um, I, think, I think Marty was right that they should have, like last season, it should have been done. They should have been out. Because mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they had an out. And then of course, Wendy got on her power trip and she wanted, she got greedy. So, but at the same time, you could argue, but he's, you know, then they're always on the run. They're always looking over their shoulder. At least this way, they know who the enemy is. Um, and I, it was, it was a nice moment that they both kind of were like, you know, essentially it doesn't matter. We're here now. We got to go forward. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, uh, yeah. Like you said, especially coming off what they just did, it was, uh, again, one of those moments where, you know, just taking in everything that's, uh, that it just happened to say, have people kind of take some, some, some accountability, even though it's kind of might've been 
one of those accountabilities where it's uh, like you said, Sean, it's like, you're right. No, you're right. But maybe in your mind, you're kind of like, I know I'm right, but I'm not going to start any fights or anything right now, you know? So I'm going to just kind of try to smooth this over so we can keep things moving on, you know? So, yeah. I think, I think that Wendy actually thought Marty was right in that moment, but I, I don't think that Marty thought that Wendy was right, but what was it going to help for him to be like, yeah, you really should have listened right. to <laughs> he wasn't going to ever get out of bed so he had to agree yeah. with her and keep going down that road but it was an interesting moment um, <laughs> I, uh, I wrote this. they're working in a toxic workplace <laughs> very true nothing makes sense you are right <laughs> <laughs> um, Helen and Ruth that was an interesting moment yeah. too I was hoping you were going to get to that. Yeah, I really, I thought it was like an OG move on Ruth to be yeah. like, listen, I'm out. I got no beef with you. I'm not, and I, and I ain't a rat, you know? Yeah. And then for Helen to flip it on her, like, would you come back if they weren't in the picture? Oh, right. okay. Yeah. And and then- Ruth, Ruth liked that. That was, uh, it was a very interesting dynamic. I don't know what you think in there. Yeah, no, I was going to say that, uh, and even Ruth's response, you know, just when she's like, I'm around or like, you know where to find me, you know, type thing. I was like, wow, just gangster. Like, I'm not, you know, hey, I'm, I'm down for whatever. I'm not saying I want to be killed, but if they weren't here, yeah, I, you know, I'm around. It's like, you know, oh, the thing about Ruth is that she it appreciates respect and is respectful in, in this kind of way. Like the same way we were talking about with Darlene, like she's got her own moral code within mm-hmm. her quality. So... Yeah. I think that same with Helen, she appreciated that Ruth was respectful enough to come and tell her what happened, that she wasn't a snitch and that, you know, because of that, maybe she'd be open to working with her again. Speaking of Darlene, when she finds out (laughs) that Frank Cosgrove Jr. wasn't taken care of and that Ruth wasn't treated like an untouchable, she has a little twinkle in her eye. Mm. And that twinkle, is in the form of a shotgun pointed <laughs> at Frank Crosgrove Jr.'s peen. Junior. <laughs> hey. hey. Um, it's taken off. She took his manhood and she she got uh she fought for Ruth's honor. And that was a another gangster move by Darlene. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the, how she that's the street justice, you know. Well, f- first of all, when she did it, I mean, I don't know if it was just the camera work or whatever, but when she shot her and shot him, and they showed that overhead uh, shot, I mean, you didn't hear any screams, nothing, you know. It was just I thought she killed him, you know. That's why I was like, oh dang. Um, even though she had pointed it down there, when you just heard the gunshots and I didn't hear anything, like because if something had happened like that, you would expect someone to be like, just like, oh my god, like you know, type thing, but. I didn't hear it. So I was like, dude, she straight up killed Frank Cosgrove, you know, Jr. And then when she didn't, I was just like, you can't just be doing that kind of stuff unless you just got like some big, big balls yourself, you know? And as usual, she had like an ulterior motive, you know, even when she, and then she goes to talk to the dad. Like, yeah, I know I did this. Well, you know? I mean, like, let's not skip ahead. So before she oh. does that, she goes to talk to Ruth. She's like, listen, just want you to know, I shot him in the dick. You don't have to deal with this. No big deal. But I did this because it had to be done. I'm going to make sure it doesn't come back on you. And this is the moment 
and I wrote down. They then they go off to get friendship bracelets together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's supposed to talk to Frank Cosgrove, senior. And uh, it's a pretty brilliant plan because this was set up in the last episode that the crooked cop isn't going to be helping her anymore. So now she's got her method of distribution and her partner. Okay, can we we got to pause for one second? Pause because because they were playing Eric B and Rakim. I did in full. I was like, man, Ruth is so OG gangster. Someone on this show is an old school hip hop fan. One right. of the because. They did it with that song. They've done it in the past, but it's been a minute. And I was like, are you kidding me? She's right. Eric B and Rakim. That was amazing. I love that. That, was, course, a, that was a great You know, thinking of a master plan, it was like, yeah. it, was, it was great. I love that. I love that. Whoever was the, uh, like you said, the music person or, you know, in charge, they were just like, I'm going to stick them with a, you know, like you yeah. said, throw them a little curve right here. Like, what? <laughs> well, I just thought it was cool, too, because... It's something fun that happens in film and TV all, all the time. But like when you hear a song and you think it's just you hearing it, but then you realize the character is the one that's playing it. Yeah. Kind of makes you feel like you're all in the same world. Yeah. No, yeah. it's good stuff. Real good stuff. Real good stuff. Um, so let's see. Oh my God. This whole thing with the, the FBI agent. So while Helen is going to Evans and saying that Marty wants to sign a paper to like give himself up to the FBI and go in the witness protection program, Marty's with Maya telling her about the Lagunas cartel. So, whoa, brilliant. Yeah, I was, I was confused at first. I'm like, what is Helen doing? Like, I, was too. I didn't quite understand. I'm like, he didn't sign it, but it was like, it was almost like he did. So I was a little confused by, by that whole thing. Well, how do you think she was going to try to spin it to Navarro? Was she going to say that Marty asked her to do it? Because if they wanted to trace it, I'm sure they could easily trace it to Helen going to talk to them. And ultimately that would come back on her because she was still giving up Navarro. Like, how was that going to work out for her? She clearly didn't think that through. Yeah, yeah, that that's a yeah, like you said, that's that's an interesting part when that was uh, that that scene was going through, or she was getting that stuff done. Because I was like, oh man, and that's when I was really thinking. Um, I was like, man, she's getting all kinds of crazy right now, just in terms of her motives and, like you said, the aggressiveness of trying to get control of stuff. I was just like, man, I don't know, like you said, how this is going to work out, but you know, I, I figured, you know, she she's usually good at finagling stuff and maybe talking her way out of stuff but uh yeah that uh, that didn't quite probably go as as planned yeah so we already mentioned you know jonah going and basically saying he's gonna shoot helen and the whole breakdown there but here's what i find so interesting about this they get on the plane and helen doesn't mention it to them at all like oh your kid came and pointed a shotgun at me interrogated me what do you think the move was there as far as her like pretending like everything is normal and that didn't happen was it just to keep up appearances because she thought they were about to get their brains blown out yeah i think you hit it right on the head i thought that you know helen thinks it doesn't matter really this is all done i'm going to be the one standing so mm -hmm. you know and she got out of it and and i think there's a probably a, of a pride thing of her of like not wanting to be caught off guard like that right right you know? So, because she's supposed to be the OG gangster, so uh, I think it, it it didn't it didn't serve her to to mention it. So, you know, I, that's why I don't think she said anything. 
I'm just yeah, curious I, if and Navarro had had conversations prior to that trip. Like, what was he telling her hmm. that made her get on the plane? Well, he had to bring she had to bring the kids back first of all. True, that was the logical part of it. But like, yeah. what was the business piece, and what did she think she was going to get? I mean, she must have thought that they that the faith that she experienced was going to be what was going to happen to Wendy and Marty. I thought maybe that they, if they were going to have, maybe Navarro was going to have like some kind of like powwow with both of them there. And that would be the final, like, I'm about to make a decision on who's about to run things. And maybe she was armed and ready to be like, look, they've been messing up. You know, this is what's been going down. The brother's been acting up, all this stuff. I need to be in control. And like you said, that was either going to lead to death or her taking, you know, probably serious control of their operations. And so, like you said, I, it was probably like, you know, yeah, I'll go back because, you know, I'm about to, I'm about to take things over. So. Right. And I mean, Marty and Wendy, I'm sure thought that they were going to get murdered upon arriving too, because I wish we could see like this, the conversations on the plane ride. That was probably a long ride, at least for uh, Marty and them. That's a long yeah. ride. Like. Right before they got that call from Maya telling them that the, these papers were getting circulated and that this was the word on the town. So, um, I mean, that final scene, guys. Ugh. Yeah, Should it's funny. I, I thought we would have a little bit more of a lead up to whatever was going to happen. But that was it was so much better the way it went, because that's how Navarro rolls. Like he right. already made this decision. And, and then for it to be. To for it to be Nelson too, right? Like to take her out, like that was, woo, man. Nobody's safe. Yeah, and I, I, like you said, I feel like that unexpected, just the way that they did it. That's the one that just catches you off guard and was just like, what? Like, I mean, literally, have you have a visceral reaction to like, like no, or like what? Like, because like you said, you just, you just totally didn't see it coming in that fashion like maybe you thought like okay maybe this is going to lead up to something but just all of a sudden pow and just and like you said lauren just blood brain fragments on people you know and then he comes up and hugs them like all right we're in business and you're just like what's going through their head at that moment like i got brain on me this dude's hugging me like we're in business and i feel now the birds really have like almost like a direct channel to navarro i mean maybe they're oh, going they forward he He's like, yeah, we're partners now, like for real. So, you know, there's no in between, no Helen, you know, let's just get stuff done. So I wrote down what he said. He said, today is our beginning. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, you're right, Tanir. Like this is, now they got the direct line, whether they wanted it or not. And uh, woo, careful and what you wish for. Right. No out we now. I mean, never. They're in forever until they die, which could be tomorrow, could be ten years from now. <laughs> Don't see it being more than that. Until 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 they mess up, you know, like we're good until you mess up. <laughs> so, I, I, you guys, Lauren, I like your I like your theory about Erin though that, that we're not done with Helen a hundred percent here. I like. I, that. I do think Erin's going to come back to play because. I mean, if if not, they're missing a huge opportunity for something really, really interesting yeah. um, because she's going to have questions and I'm sure she's going to suspect that the birds did this mm. and have questions for them. And she could, she could be a really interesting and integral part of season four. Yeah. But that's sad. 
Should we do our hell to the nose arcs? Is there anything else we want to say before we get to our hell to the nose arc? Oh, I'm, I think it's all been said. Yeah. yeah. All right, Tanir, take us away. Well, people, you know, this is our time when we do our, our favorite segments of the of the show, our hell to the nose arc. Um, and so just like every episode, you feel like there's just, just a myriad of moments where you're like, ah, hell to the nose arc, you know. Um, mine for this uh, season finale, um, if I have to pick one, I'm going to have to say, uh, I mean, you could go with just like the obvious, like the, the Helen going down. I mean, that like literally I actually said no, like I yelled out no. <laughs> like yeah. I said, my my five month old looked up like, what's going on? And I was just like, no. <laughs> um, but I think another, um, like you said, uh, another one for me was uh, actually Darlene going to the Darlene storyline. Uh, when she went into, uh, when she blew off, uh, Frank Cosgrove's juniors, junior member. I was like, oh, hell no. Like, that's just like, I mean, that's almost probably worse than actually killing someone, at least for a man. You just be like, oh, yeah. man, you just blew off the manhood. Like, I can't operate, you know? Um, I was like, yeah, that was a tough one, you know, even though, like, I wasn't against it, but you're just like, ooh, that hurts right there. So that was my hell to the nose, nose arc moments. I'll give you a double. Ba-ba. Uh, I'm going to double up on the end. I mean, I, it has to be the, the the moment. I mean, it's what a great way to end the season. So hats off for that. But my other one was when I mentioned earlier was Eric B and Rakim, like blasting out of Bruce trailer. <laughs> like I was just like, I just all of a sudden I was like, I was like back in high school, like kicking it. Like it was like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> so that was my moment. What about you, Lauren? I echo the penis shoot. <laughs> and, um, and obviously the ending moment, but I loved you, fucking bitch wolf. And <laughs> <laughs> the dead mother ring was pretty crazy as well. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Lauren's putting that one in. Like, like I'm going to use that on someone. You know, <laughs> she's going to put that in the repertoire. Yeah, yeah. she's going to roll up on us one day and just like spout that out at us. <laughs> <laughs> that means I. That would be like my friendship call to the two of you. Okay. <laughs> But if That's I say term of endearment for us. I mean business. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh. oh, God. Well, it's been a pleasure doing this season with you. I love it. All the episodes dropped today, which is really exciting. I hope that you watching have viewed them all, and we appreciate you being with us. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, like a, the show on YouTube, um, follow us on Spotify, and support After Buzz TV because it's an amazing entity that allows us to make this great content. So without further ado, guys, tell our lovely friend where you, they can find you. Well, it's been a great season. Again, loved uh, kicking it with my two great co-hosts here and bringing you guys Ozark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tenere W. That's at T-E-N-E-R-E-W. Uh, yes, again, thank you guys so much for having me. This has been a blast. You guys have been amazing. Uh, shout out to Lauren and Tamir for helping a brother out. Uh, <laughs> it's only my second show, so um, it's been great. Uh, also, you can find me now that we're all caught up and we're all in the same timeline. You can uh, find me on the Better Call Saul uh, after show as well okay. on Monday nights. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, and thank you just for viewing, for, for 
chiming in with us, going through this journey with us. It's been an amazing journey. Uh, you can find me at Gorilla Suit Sean on Twitter and SeanStar75 on the gram. Oh, yeah. And final thing, we had Tara Erickson on for like one or two episodes, but then she had to peace out. So shout out to Tara. Thanks for shout joining. Shout out to Tara. She, she was really busy and she couldn't keep doing it, but we had fun with her while she was on it too. Um, I feel bad because we kind of skipped over predictions. Did you want to do predictions or are we feeling? Oh, yeah. I'd love to actually do one because yeah. I, th I, I, for me personally, seeing the, that ending shot with, um, or not ending shot, but <clears throat> towards the end, the Darlene shot with uh, Wyatt and uh, Wyatt and Ruth. Mm. I kind of feel like it's come in full circle a little bit here because now with kind of Helen out the way, you kind of feel like Darlene's trying to take things over and she's going to be back at it with the against the birds going, you know, starting up her warfare minus Jacob, you know, now, but now she's got Wyatt and Ruth uh, in tow. So I feel like, they're going to be going at it again. So I'm like, man, I, I feel like uh, that, that, that uh, season four, that's going to be the next kind of war going on. So. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I like that. I just to, to go off on what you're saying to there too. They also have Frank Cosgrove now. Uh, Darlene that's has in, as her, you know, and then he's pissed off with Marty and how that all went down. So uh, yeah, uh, they've got some enemies in common now. For yeah. sure gonna be a war it's definitely gonna be a war between darlene and marty that's it that's it kids uh, i'm lauren lagrasso by the way you can find me at lauren lagrasso everywhere i have a single coming out on april 17th called rise find it anywhere you get your music listen to my podcast unleash your inner creative and um keep watching ozark that's all all right cool bye guys our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.